When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. When I was a teenager, I made my own alphabet. Oh my God, you're such a nerd. Take a drink for being a nerd, you nerd. Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Judge Topher. And I'm Judge Rachel. Judge Rachel is going to be our historian today. That's right, and Judge Topher has taken us through the mean streets of Philly, I guess, today. <laughs> close. We're actually going to Lodi, California. Okay, all right. I yes. was close, yeah. Yes. So Lodi, California is a small town mm. in California wine country, and it is pretty quiet and unassuming. Okay. But is kind of a big powerhouse in the wine world. In fact, oh. in 2015, mm-hmm. it was voted as the best wine country in America. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. cool. They're really known for doing their Zinfandels. And in fact, they even have a festival, like a Zinfandel mm. festival, and then also a wine and chocolate festival every year. Sounds delightful. I know. It sounds super fun. But we are doing a Cabernet Sauvignon today. Oh, okay. While I open this up, one Cab of the Sav. things. Cab Sav. Okay. One of the things that I thought was really interesting as I was reading about Lodi, California, mm-hmm. is that because wine's such a big part of their culture and economy in the yeah. town, mm-hmm. all of the police cars have grapes painted on them. I love that. I That's have such... adorable. It is adorable, but I have mixed feelings because it's... I feel like it encourages bad behavior. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily off-brand for me, but... You know, I... I feel like it's something out of a sitcom. Yeah. It feels you know? very like Schitt's Creek yes. or Portlandia, you yes. know. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm like, yeah, fun. Let's have some exactly. let's have a good time. Are there school mascots like the grapes oh or something? Oh my God. That would be like the California raisins, <gasps> but grapes instead. Yes. That would be amazing. The fighting vines or something. Oh my God. <laughs> the fighting vines. <laughs> But yeah, it is really a huge part of their culture, and they actually are one of the rare regions in the country that has 100-year-old vines. Oh, wow. Okay. So when they, yeah, when they talk about old vines in, they mean old vines in. So it's established. Yeah. There, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yay, I'll take So I don't know if you will remember, but Cabernet Sauvignon is a hybrid grape. (laughs) Years and years and years and years ago, they mixed together the genes from... Cabernet Franc mm. and Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. And that's where we get Cab Sauv. Why don't they just call it Franc Franc? Franc Franc. Franc Blanc. Franc Blanc. That's right. <laughs> because it's a red wine. Well, okay. But could have been Franc Blanc. Just kidding. Ooh. Lovely. All right. Remove the Pour dog. Myself yes. <laughs> Getting notes of Shaggy Dog. I do keep. Keep, oh no, a clean house, I promise. <laughs> Listen, when you've got dogs, you just have to embrace that it's life. It's just going to happen. It's just yeah. that life. Okay. Mm. Strong. Very fragrant. Mm-hmm. Very fragrant. Mm-hmm. What are you getting? A little cherry. Definitely cherry. Mm-hmm. You say black cherry, red cherry. Like a dark red. Dark red. To me. What about you? Yeah, I would say. It, okay. it smells red. Yes. Yeah. It smells red. It has a red smell. I'm getting like some cassis on it too. Mm. You know what's funny is that I don't actually know. I've never had cassis on its own before. I haven't. 
I just I just know what cassis smells like now from doing so many wine tastings. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It's kind of like there was a period of time where I'd never had a gooseberry. Ah, okay. But I knew what gooseberry smelled and tasted like. Right. Just from tasting wine. So then when you had a gooseberry, you're like, yes. I was actually. Yeah. Didn't didn't we do a sidebar about that? Or am I? I think we did. We did. Yeah. Because I was like, this is what yeah. Sauvignon Blanc tastes yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exa- yeah. Yeah. I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's taste. All righty. Mm. Ooh. It was light at first, but then. Yeah. I but got, then it builds. Yeah. It's got a very luxurious feel mm-hmm. texture wise on the palate. Mm-hmm. You're definitely getting that cherry still. Mm-hmm. Like very lush, juicy cherry. Yeah. I was expecting because it's a. California cab mm-hmm. that it would be really heavily oaked mm. and there's definitely some oak on it but that's not it's not hitting me in the face like I thought that it would okay it's actually very subtle and nice okay I'm not getting any oak okay fair are you getting pine no cherry wood sure I'll say yes just to make you happy yeah there's just a very very subtle little note, woodsy note of oak on the back end okay. yeah it makes me wonder if maybe it was aged in older barrels. Oh, maybe. Because when you have that new oak is when you like really right. get hit in the face. So. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about... So first of all... Yes, tell us about the wine. This is The Federalist. Ooh. As you can see, it says The Federalist. Lodi Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabernet Sauvignon. Do you know how to say wine names? I <laughs> don't. 2017. So a little bit older, too, yeah. which is nice. It's a six-year-old wine. Mm, can you be in kindergarten? Yeah. So who is our celebrity whose face is very prominently printed on the bottom yes. here? So our celebrity for today is another historical figure. That's right. It's Benjamin Franklin. Yes, he traveled through time to make this wine. He did. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Well, we knew he was a very prolific inventor, so. He was. He yeah, was I mean, why not? time machine. Right? <laughs> so things I know about Benjamin Franklin. Okay, tell me. He was a founding father. Yes. He wore wigs. Yes. Most likely. Yes. And he is the inventor of the electric kite. Yeah, all true. Good job. Take a drink, Topher. Anything else you know about him? I know that he was a kind of jack of all trades, like writer, inventor, politician, diplomat. Yeah, he did Um, a lot in his life. He wrote like an almanac. He did write an almanac, yeah. 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 Poor Richard. Poor guy. Poor Richard. Do you know Richard's last name? Almanac. Yes. <laughs> so he is destined. <laughs> Saunders. He was kind of born into it. Oh, Richard Saunders. Interesting. Yeah. Any relation to Jennifer Saunders? Yes. It's her ex-husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's older than I thought. She also is a time traveler. Oh, yeah. gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> I would believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about Ben Franklin. Let's talk about. I think he's probably somebody... Who is, is maybe like the, one of the most well-known people we've talked about. Just because, as you said, mm. he's a founding father. He's an inventor. We have all learned about Ben Franklin in school. Yeah. So we know a lot about his life. Yeah. But I'm going to hope to give you some surprises. Okay. 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 So Ben Franklin was born January 6th, 1705 in Boston, Massachusetts. So true American. Yeah, real American. His dad was from England, though. Mm-hmm. His dad was a candle maker. Oh, Kind of love that, like old fashioned too. little thing. I want to be a candle maker. That yeah. seems like it'd be fun. Yeah. His dad was married before he married Benjamin's mom. Okay. He had seven children from that first marriage. Did she die? Yes. 
divorce wasn't really a thing back then. Not re- I mean, I guess technically, but not practically yeah. for most people. Yeah, she died. And then he married. He came. Well, he was already in the U.S. He's already in the colonies mm. when his first wife died. And then he remarried a couple of years later to Benjamin's mother, and they had another 10 children. Oh, my gosh. He fathered 17, 17 children. kids, yeah. Did they all survive? I don't think all of them did, which was kind of typical of yeah, the time. Yeah, very common. I mean, you had to have so many kids back then just to yeah, populate. right. Otherwise. We're like, I need someone to sweep the chimneys right. and plant the fields. Plant the corn. Better have another kid. Yeah. Here we go. Make the candles. Right. It's like someone has to make these goddamn candles for me. <laughs> got so many children. So many orders. So many candle orders. <laughs> I mean, that would be a very necessary business. Back well, then. and a lot of people did go into whatever their family was doing. Like you were just a part of that. Wait, was Benjamin Franklin's father the founder of Yankee Candle Company? I was going to save that for a cross-examination, but yes. Wait, for real though? No. I was like, <laughs> what? That'd be cool though, wouldn't it? That would it? be cool. I know. Ben was number 15 out of 17 kids. Wow. And he was the last son to be born. Okay. Man, so, they either had a really big house or a really crowded house. Well, I think it was really crowded. I think they grew up more working middle class-ish. Which yeah, was like, again, they didn't class, really have a middle class back then, but... Right. It was more like you were rich or you were everybody else. And there's like maybe a little bit of like a merchant class, right, which right, I right. guess was what his family was. That makes sense. But because, again, like so many kids and stuff, they didn't have a ton of money, even though they were better off than, like, I guess a lot of people were in some ways, too. Yeah. You know, so Ben only went to school for two years. Really? Mm -hmm. That That was all his family could afford to send him to school for was for two years. But he was such a voracious reader Mm. that he learned a lot of things just from reading and just like being naturally curious and just a smart person. Yeah. So he went to school from when he was eight until he was 10. And that was it. Then he was 10. And he was like, I've learned all I need to know. Right. (laughs) I'm good. I'm going to go off and do famous things. You'll all see. You'll see. <laughs> going to invent the electricity-powered kite. That's right. No more wind for me. Nope. <laughs> he worked for his dad for a couple of years, and then he switched to working for his older brother, James, who was a newspaper guy, like a typesetter. Mm-hmm. Dude, a printmaker. That's the word I was looking for. He was a printer. He's a printer. Yeah, so he worked for his older brother, James, when he was 12. And that's, I think, when he really got into, like, newspapers and writing seriously. Yeah. Funny little anecdote is that when he was apprenticed under his older brother, he submitted some letters to be printed in the newspaper. And his brother was like, no, I'm not going to print your letters. Right. For you, bro. So Ben was like, okay. He came up with this alternate identity. Nice. Of this middle-aged widow named Silence Duguid. Silence do good. Oh, my God. And submitted letters to the same newspaper under her name. His brother and the newspaper were like, yeah, these letters are great. We're going to publish Silence do good letters. And that went on for a while before Ben was like, it's me. Ta-da. His brother is mad at him. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Which seems such like a sibling thing to do. Yeah. But I guess they kind of smoothed things over a little bit because when his older brother, James, was critical of the governor of Pennsylvania at this time. Or sorry, we're still in Massachusetts. Still okay, in Boston. Boston. Yeah. Was critical of the governor of Massachusetts. His brother was put in jail for three weeks. Oh. Because no freedom of press. Oh. It's pre-revolution. Newspapers couldn't just say what they wanted that. to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when his brother was jailed for three weeks, Ben kept the newspaper going basically for his mm-hmm. brother and was publishing letters under Silence Duguid's name criticizing the lack of freedom of speech, basically. Yeah. 
And because Silence Do Good was so popular, people were kind of like listening to to her slash Ben. So his brother got released from jail. It's um, interesting to me real quick mm-hmm. that he picked a woman as yeah. his alter ego. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. And that people were so ready and willing during that time to listen to her. You but know? I guess it was part. Yes. Which is. Yeah, that is interesting. But I guess also being like the middle aged widow is more like a respectable kind of an elder. Woman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a mother kind of figure that people would have been like, OK, I'm going to listen to you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just find that a very interesting choice on it his is. part. It's very calculated. It, it is. Like. Well, yes. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. And part of it, too, is probably the novelty, too, of a woman submitting letters to the mm-hmm. newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, oh, it's kind of different. Yeah. yeah. I want to read this. How daring. Yeah. <laughs> His brother got released from jail, went back to printmaking and running the newspaper. But Ben was like, you know what? I'm done with my apprenticeship. Bye. And that was illegal. Because he didn't finish out his apprenticeship. Oh, my God. So he was technically a fugitive for a couple of years. What? And then he was like, I'm going to Philadelphia. That's so funny. Bye, Boston. So I guess apprentices were basically like indentured to their... basically were. I mean, there had to have been like some sort of contract or something that you would have had to have agreed to. Right. Which would have sucked for you as an apprentice, but then you're also gaining a skill. I mean, it's not... I get it because it's like... I get the contract aspect of it because yeah. you, as the employer, are pouring all of your time into this person right, to teach teaching them this somebody. Skill. Yeah. yeah, I think jail time is probably a bit harsh, but right, maybe just like a day in the pillories. Just throw some rotten vegetables at them or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, so he ran away to Philadelphia. This is when he was only seventeen, by the way. Wow, he was a he's a rebel from the start. A, from the start, he went to Pennsylvania, started working for a printmaker there. Somebody there was like, oh, I'm going to send you to London to learn some cool new printmaking and typesetting techniques. So he's like, OK. So then he ended up like going to London for the first time in his life. I don't think it really worked out because he came back to Pennsylvania. There was like some back and forth at the time. But in the midst of this, when he was 17 and in Philadelphia, he met a young girl. She was 15. Her name was Deborah Reed or Red. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce her last name because it's R-E-A-D. Yeah. So sorry, Deb. I don't know sorry, how you, Deb. Said, you would say your name. Debbie. Little Debbie. And she found it. She little found Debbie. it. Little Debbie. She did. Yeah. <laughs> That's full circle. They fell in love and he wanted to marry her. But her mom was, was like also in love with him. Yeah. And they, they dueled. The mom and the daughter had a duel over oh. him. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay. This sounds like a way more interesting musical than Hamilton. Right? <laughs> Don't hate me, Hamilton fans. <laughs> we know how you feel about Lin-Manuel Miranda. No, her mom was like, no, you're too young. This guy is not really established. She doesn't have any money. I don't think it's a good idea. Ben ended up going to London. So Deborah married this other dude who her mom thought was a more stable choice. Mm. That dude took her dowry money and, like, ran <gasps> off to the Barbados and was like, bye. Oh, who's a better choice now, mm. Debbie's mom? hmm Big Debbie. Big Debbie. So when Ben came back to the U.S. when he was, like, 20 or 21, he was like, okay, I'm going to marry you. But they couldn't get legally married because she was still technically married to this other dude. So sorted. So they were only common law married. They were not officially married. Wow. But they were common law married until her death. Well, that's sweet. Well. Oh. He was a bit of a cad. I have heard rumors that he's had affairs with people. Yes. When they got married, he was like, 
okay, we're going to have a common law marriage and you'll be my wife, whatever. But by the way, I have this illegitimate son that I just found out about that we're going to keep and you're going to raise as your own kid. And it's not really clear who the mother of that child was. Or if there even was one. It just sprung forth. (laughs) He was that good of an inventor. (laughs) Yeah. He also invented cloning. We know this. That boy's name was William. There is some speculation that maybe it was a child that he and Deborah had together and that in order to preserve her reputation, they kind of hid that maybe she was the mother of William. Interesting. And it was just like, oh, this unknown woman. But Ben was still claiming his illegitimate kid as his own mm-hmm. and being raised in the home with them. Or some people are like, no, it was just some other random woman. Yeah. And she didn't really have a lot of choice in the matter because he was like, now that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And as a woman, you couldn't be like, I don't like this. Because again, no freedom of the press. Right. She couldn't publish a letter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they raised his son, William, the illegitimate son. And then they had another kid named Francis, a boy, and then a girl named Sarah who went by the name Sally. Oh. Their boy Francis died. Wait, is Sally a nickname for Sarah? I don't think I, I, I ever I didn't knew think that. it was. Maybe she just liked the name Sally. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought about it. I've never actually met anybody named Sally. I haven't either. I've met Sarah's. Yeah. Never a Sally. If we ever meet a Sally, we should ask, were you given that name at birth or is it a nickname? You know, I did meet Sally Rye once, but I didn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Let me go back in time with his time machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll ask. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Who's to say? But some people go by nicknames that have nothing to do with their actual name, too. Yeah. Because they just like, no, I just like this other thing. Well, I've always wondered about that, like how William became Bill or Billy. Billiam. Yeah, right? Will, I get. And Willie, I get. Or like like Dick from Richard. Well. Well. (laughs) We're not going to go into that on this. It's not that kind of podcast. Well. Well. (laughs) Is it, though? I don't know. Are you getting anything different on the wine? It is starting to open up and mellow a little bit more. Okay. It's not quite as in-your-face fruit Mm, as it was. It's pleasant. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's not overly complex mm-hmm. it's just really nice and drinkable this yeah. was i want to say like 27 dollars, which okay a little for, more expensive yeah but... and i would say for a table wine which is what it's reading to me right now yeah. that's a little bit pricey yeah but we'll also see how it continues to open we didn't sure. decant this so yeah that could have made a difference too. yeah who knows so we'll see okay but we'll i mean see. it's a wine made by Benjamin Franklin. So how can you put a price on that? Right. It's priceless. He invented wine. He did actually invent wine in America. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was him. Fact um, Checker's not here today. So right. we can basically say whatever we well, want. Well, let's clarify. Fact Checker is here, but he's doing free labor for me. He is. He's a jack of all trades as well. He he's is. very Ben Franklin. <gasps> is he Ben Franklin's illegitimate son? Or is he Ben Franklin? <gasps> have you ever put a little bald cap and then a wig on the side of his head to see if I the resemblance is there? I haven't. But he has shouted out the name Lil Debbie in bed before. Okay. I thought he was asking for a snack, but maybe I'm the reincarnation (gasps) of his dead wife. I hope not for the sake of your relationship (laughs) together because... He keeps bringing around these illegitimate children. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything, but he's talked to me about it. I'm not convinced that Hermes is actually my son. (laughs) You didn't give birth to him? I I don't remember giving birth to him. Fact checker says that I did. <laughs> well, let's talk about Debbie and Ben's marriage. 
Debbie and Franklin. Yeah, Debbie and Franklin. <laughs> Whatever. You know, whatever I feel like calling them at the mm-hmm. moment. Frankie. Frankie. Benny Franks. Benji. Benji. I think they genuinely did love each other at first, but things went downhill with their son, Francis. Uh-oh. Benjamin wanted to get him inoculated against smallpox, which was very new at the time. Yes. Very, very new at the time. Deborah didn't. He ended up dying. <gasps> the little boy ended up dying of smallpox when he was only four years old. Oh, that's tragic. It's really sad. And Benjamin blamed his wife, basically, mm. because she didn't want to, which at the time I would totally understand. That. I understand it. Too. Especially with somebody thing. so young. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, this is a new, uh, nope, that's not a word. Unknown. <laughs> it is unnew. It is unnew. <laughs> no, this was alcohol content. <laughs> this one. 13.7, which isn't okay, okay. major, but still... Okay. It's, it's getting us there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, so they had a, a rocky marriage, and after that, and they had a daughter, their daughter was born afterward, but they didn't spend a lot of time together, because mm. that was kind of like when he was really off being an ambassador and traveling around and like doing all this other stuff, and some of her letters are really talking about like how lonely she is and like she doesn't feel well which maybe it was like depression or something at the right. time that like her husband's gone. But they were together until she died in 1774. So oh, they were together. She didn't even a... get to see the revolution. Mm-mm. No, they were together a long time, but I don't think it was like the best of marriages. Yeah. And he was kind of big on like, hey, cheat on your wife. Have some fun. I think, that, I think that most men were back yeah. then. That was just kind of a thing. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it just was a thing. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing on your boss? I could probably use a top up. All right, let's top up. Uh oh. No I reason. Know what that means? No reason. Just for funsies. It means it's time for judges' chambers. Yeah, we're gonna do an electricity experiment. Ooh. So good thing it's storming out. <laughs> I want you to put on this metal suit that I made for you. Ooh. Okay. We're gonna see if lightning hits. Oh. You're gonna tell me what happens. But I'm like gonna be protected. Yes. Definitely. I won't get electrocuted. No, not at all. You won't get the zippy zaps. <laughs> all right. Belchy wine. Belchy wine. Belchy wine. I all saw right. you earlier, too. You I have never once burped in my life. That's a lie. All right. Today's cross-examination mm-hmm. is true false. Ooh. I hate these. I know, because I'm going to stump you. And there are 13 questions. Oh, my. I know. For the colonies. Yes. Did you plan that? Yes, I did. Oh, good for you. And I wanted an odd number so one of us could clearly be the winner. (laughs) Oh, that's smart. (laughs) Yeah. Can you list all of the original 13 colonies? Yeah. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Connecticut, Delaware, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, and the last one. It's always the last one that I know. Me. Delaware. I said Delaware. Did you say Delaware? Yes. Did I say Maryland? What about Vermont? Ooh, was Vermont one of them? There's no way to know. I think Vermont was one. What was the 13th one? West Virginia wasn't no, split No, West yet, Virginia right? wasn't, But no. the Carolinas had already split. Yeah. Okay. Virginia, because I'm trying to go up from like south to north, so... Georgia was the most Southern at the time. We're going to get it. We're going to get this. Florida was still part of Spain. So like they weren't, right. they weren't into it. 
Georgia. Georgia. They, they were not into it. They were like, we don't want to be part of your 13 colonies. Right. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey. What's the other one? For fuck's sake. <laughs> it has to be What's Vermont. What's the 13th? Okay, let's look it, it up real quick. Okay. Pretty sure can edit out our wait time. Ah, oh, damn it, New Hampshire. Tricky, tricky New Hampshire. I always forget that that's a place. Do you? Yeah. It's like Iowa. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not convinced that Iowa's a real place. I that's, think that we might be. That's my theory about Nebraska. Like, it's not oh, real. Fair. I've never known anybody from Iowa or Nebraska. See? Lots of people from Ohio. So that's definitely yeah, I know a real Ohio place. is a real place. Yeah. Real We've place. all been to Ohio at least yeah. once. And, and we know that Kansas is a real place because of the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't lie to us. And I've been to Missouri. Oh, I'm sorry. No, actually, Kansas City, Missouri is a really it's nice. nice place. Okay. It's a really, really beautiful city. I've never heard good things about Missouri. So that's just like really turned me off from ever wanting to go to that. City. I mean, I can't speak to any other part of Missouri except for Kansas, Kansas city, city, which is this gorgeous Art Deco city oh kansas city look yeah. at you they didn't do like our crappy city and tear down all of the old early 1900s architecture atlanta to just put in like generic mid-rises and things like that glass mid-rises where everything looks the same yeah. they kept all of their architecture and Good there's parks everywhere it's really really pretty are you saying we need to move to Kansas City? I don't want to move to Kansas City because I don't like the weather there. Oh, it does get cold, right? It gets really cold and also mm. tornadoes. Yeah, I don't like either of those things. Yeah, so it's like, eh. I like like three days of snow and like, that's good. I like snow. I could live somewhere actually where it got really cold and snowed if I had the right house situation. Mm. I like snow from the inside. Yes. Where I've got a roaring fire and a puppy mm-hmm. on my lap and mm-hmm. a book and I'm in a window seat that's really comfortable. Yes. I love that. And looking out over the snowy landscape, I also have plenty of alcohol and food in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that narrative for me. Yes. <laughs> that journey. I love that journey yes. for you. I also do like a good romp in the snow. Like mm-hmm. we're just like, let's make a snowman or a snow angel. Go for a little walk. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. 100%. But then after an hour, you're like, I'm good. If that. If that. (laughs) Throws pin for emphasis. Yes. Not because it came out of my hands loose. All right. What number? Came out of my hands loose. Loose pans. Loose pans. Oh, no. They're loose. I'm going to go with southernmost Georgia. Okay. Number 13. Wouldn't that be number one? I don't know. That's how you started. Okay. Plus, we're number one. We are number one. Just us, not the state of Georgia. <laughs> Georgia is number us. one in Podcasters. bad education. <laughs> and if we're number one in podcast, hit podcast. That's true. Yeah, about wine and celebrities. Best celebrity podcasts. That's us. Okay. He demanded that science study farts. True or false? We're off to a strong start. I hope so. So I'm going to say true. It is true. Yes. Drink. Yes. So he wrote a tongue-in-cheek letter to the Royal Academy of Brussels. Like, you guys need to study farts. Which is hilarious. Is hilarious and coincidence that Brussels sprouts are named after Brussels. And they give you the toots. Yep, they do give you the toots. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, are we just going? 
Let's go. Yeah. South let's... Carolina mm-hmm. next. Okay. He was best friends. I wrote down BFF with John Adams. True or false? Ooh. Other famous founding father. I have literally no idea. I know you wouldn't know those. I want to create some beef. Oh. I want some Real Housewives of Founding Fathers <gasps> nonsense. This is very like Real Housewives of DC. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or Philadelphia. Or Philly. Oh. Yeah, DC wasn't really a thing then. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I'm going to say false. They had beef. Celebratory set. Ah! Yeah, John Adams did not like Ben Franklin. Mm. He didn't like a lot of they people. Really, well. well, he wasn't a popular guy. John Adams wasn't? Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't like Jefferson. Well. Well. He specifically didn't like Franklin because he didn't like Franklin's philandering. Interesting. Yeah. So he might have actually just been a better person. Like he might have been a genuinely good person. I think so. I think like John Adams was somebody who was a good person, but like also wasn't fun at parties. Yeah. And that's why other people didn't like him. You moral purist, you. Yeah. Yeah. Although John Adams was kind of a jerk to his wife when she was like, hey, give women voting rights. That'd be cool. And he's like, no. Nah, fam. That was basically his reply back. Just like, yeah. nah. Not bussin'. <laughs> JK. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. No. Franklin invented the urinary catheter. True or false? True. Okay. I know he's an inventor. And that is what I'm basing my answer off of. Pick up your drink. Celebratory set. Oh! Yes. I'm killing this. You are. So one of his older brothers had some pee problems. Some pee, some pee pee problems. Mm-hmm. And at the time, really the only solution, I think his brother had like kidney stones or something. Right? Like, I mean, which Ugh. are awful now. Imagine Rough. in the 1700s. I can't even. When medicine was like, I don't know, chew put on a, this root. Yeah, put a leech on it. Right? Which wasn't going to help. There were apparently some very basic catheters where it's just like a metal rod. Oh, my God. I know. <gasps> but Ben Franklin was like, that doesn't look good. <laughs> Let me. That's not on brand. Plastic's not a thing yet, so I can't do anything when it comes to that. Yeah, what was it made But of? it was still metal, but it was flexible. It had like little joints on it, so like it wouldn't be so rigid and uncomfortable. I'm, I'm seeing your face as you're imagining this right now. <laughs> I mean, a catheter is never. Right. Optimal. Right. But even, oh, I guess it's better than the, uh, Okay. Anyway, like next it, uh, question. No, I want you to think about this some more. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. All right, number four. Ben Franklin, as you know, he's an inventor. We just talked about <laughs> one of his famous urinary catheter inventions. He also put patents on all of his inventions. True or false? Oh, he had to have slipped up at some point. I'm going to say false. Okay. Celebratory set. Because the time machine. Because the time machine, yeah. He didn't patent anything. Not a single thing? No, he didn't. He did this intentionally because he thought that knowledge should be free. Oh. Which is nice, right? That is nice. Yeah. Don't make me like you, Benjamin Franklin. I know. Well, we're not going to at some point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at one point, Ben Franklin had his own state. True or false? His own state? Yes. Tell me something to say about it. <sighs> That's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, celebratory sip. How are you doing this? I don't know. I thought I was going to trip you I at some point. I genuinely don't know. Are you talking to Ben Franklin's ghost right now? 
Well, I'm I'm married to Ben Franklin. Oh, that's oh god damn it! That's how you got this advantage. Yeah. So this was really weird. His own state. His own state. So it was so ridiculous. That's why I went for it. Right. I was just like in the 1780s. What is now Tennessee was part of North Carolina. Okay, that makes sense. They got fed up with the governor, and they're like, "We're gonna separate and make our own state." So in 1784, they're like. We're going to be Franklin. They made their own state of Franklin. Isn't Franklin the capital of Tennessee? I don't know. There's no way to know. Franklin is totally the capital of Tennessee. Is it? It's either that or Kentucky. I don't know. Google it. What's the capital of Tennessee? I feel like that sounds right. Or at least there has to be a city named Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Nashville is the capital of Tennessee. Okay. That sounds more right. Franklin must be the capital of, yeah, of but wait, there is a Franklin, Tennessee, though. Okay. And a, and a county in Tennessee as well. Oh, Franklin County? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why specifically they were, like, so enam- enamored of mm-hmm. Ben Franklin. <laughs> They're like, we're going to name our state after you. But they did, and it lasted for five years. Wow. I know. That's impressive. I know. Which I had never learned about. In history class. But I learned it on the internet. I'm a little gobsmacked. Right. But I never learned that. Right. I mean, not that I'm from Tennessee, but. But you think you would have learned. Oh, Ben Franklin had his own state for five years, which is not nothing. That's not nothing. Yeah. I mean, I've never had a state for any years. Have you? Only three. Okay. Well. And then there was that unfortunate uprising. No. Yeah. They kick you out of town. I'm basically a Romanov. Tover. Okay. After Ben Franklin's kite experiment, he declared electricity to be, quote, too dangerous. True or false? I would think so. And we are going to find out later. I haven't forgotten about the metal suit. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way of knowing until the metal suit. Right. That's what will really tell us. Seal the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, electricity is too dangerous. So I'm going to say yes. No, I got oh, you finally. No. <laughs> Rachel wins one. No, he was super into electricity. Mm. He's like, this is awesome. This is the coolest thing ever. So, you know, he really liked turkeys, right? I forgot about that. He wanted the turkey, the turkey to be our national bird because right. it was more noble. than. Yeah. He also liked eating them, too. Well, he's like, they're delicious. Can be. I guess. But they're fine. They're fine. It's whatever. He at a dinner party one time. This is sad, and, but it's also weird. So that's why I'm kind of laughing a little bit. Okay. He shocked a turkey to death <gasps> because he thought it made the meat more delicious, <laughs> which is such a weird 1700s way of thinking. Okay, but here's the thing. It was was like, it like very quick, like lots of electricity? I, I think so. Because that's the same as chopping its head off. Right. If, I think so. I don't think case. he was just like slowly torturing the turkey. Right. I think he was like. No, the electricity will zap its meat. I don't also, know why he's he, in he, <laughs> How did he do it? Did he attach a kite with a key to its neck? I don't know how he did it. I don't know. He was how just he did like, it. okay, turkey. It's go out, storming go out, out in the storm, turkey. <laughs> kind of quick, I'm going to call my friends to come over for dinner soon. Turkey's like, okay, go, go, go. What was the turkey like? Go, 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 go. One more time. I do a really good turkey call. Go, 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 go. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Turkeys just showed up on your lawn. See, I told you. It must have been the novelty of electricity being so new. And the people are like, 
Mm, makes things taste good. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. Zap, because zap, zap. He also electrified wine glasses to give people a little bit of shock. <laughs> they picked it up to drink wine. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. But I was putting this down. I was like, man, if I had any ounce of scientific knowledge, I would have definitely electrified your wine glass today. Yep. yep. <laughs> Lucky for you, I'm a dummy. So I, <laughs> I get on my knees and thank God for that every, every day. day. <laughs> If I was only a little bit smarter, what a menace I would be. <laughs> You're just evil, not an evil genius. Right. I don't get very far. <laughs> All right. He made his own alphabet. True or false? True. Okay. Any reasoning behind that? When I was a teenager, I made my own alphabet. Oh, my God. You're such a nerd. Take a drink for being a nerd. You nerd. It was like a specific elvish language. <laughs> Was it just Elvish? Did you just copy Tolkien? I didn't copy Tolkien. Okay. I wanted to make really pretty symbols. Okay. Did you have a symbol that corresponded to every current letter of the alphabet? Yes, but also sounds and like... Okay. And short versus long vowels and diphthongs and things like that. Okay, so you and Ben Franklin are on the right track, so celebratory (gasps) slip for you. He made an alphabet that was more phonetic. Hmm. And he also got rid of some letters that he thought were confusing. So he left out. letters are confusing? Okay, well, we're, we're going to tell you. C. C can be confusing. J. What? Why is J confusing? I don't know. J is consistently, in English at least, yeah. one sound. C I get. Because C can be a K or a S sound. Or even a CH. If you put an H next to it. Yeah. yeah. He left out W, which I get. It's just mouthy. Q. Oh, I love Q. Q is one of my favorite letters. X. Again, that's a fun letter. You don't use it very often, but it's fun. Yeah. And Y, which I get, because like an I or an E can take the place of a Y. Yeah, because if you start something with an I, it could be a... Right, you don't really need a Y. Okay. He added in some double vowels as like their own letter. Oh, he put those in for words that have a longer vowel sound. I guess in his mind, it would just be a double vowel when you wrote it out. So the word yak. Be like, well, be no like why, one, no why. Oh, well, it would be like I, A, K. A, A, K. Ak. No, because that would be a short. What's a long one then? Long one is A, like mate. Okay, there you go. That would be M, A, A. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I did phonics. We don't know sounds. <laughs> <laughs> also, I said very confidently diphthong. What is a diphthong again? I forget, and we're not going to go into it. <laughs> he did put in SH as its own letter. Good, because some people need to be shh. Don't look at me. Also, how are you going to say shit? Right? <gasps> we can't say that on radio. <laughs> shit. Oh, no. Fucking shit. Topher. He added in TH, which is like, those make a lot of sense for English. Yeah. And then he put in NG as its own letter, too, for ing. Oh. The ing. But I don't know why he didn't do, like, the I-N-G. Yeah. Why it was just NG. That's very interesting. Because NG is usually accompanied by an I, right? You, like, yeah, you really don't have song. a whole lot of, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I guess. Sang. Sang. I just proved myself wrong. Okay. I get, I get it. Fang. Ben, I get it, Ben Franklin. Fong. Wang. Wong. Wong. <laughs> All right. Tang. Tong. Tong is a word. Tong is a word. It is a word, yeah. Tongs are basically just giant chopsticks when you think about it. Did you just invent giant chopsticks? I think I rebranded them. <laughs> I think you did. That's an invention, right? 
right. He was a fashion icon in France. True or false? <sighs> I can't imagine. Although maybe his, maybe mm. he was so provincial <gasps> that. Think about the time. 1700s France. This is the time of the Louis. Yeah. Living it up in France. But I can see him being so different. Mm-hmm. That people were like, oh, like he would be kind of the boho chic. Mm. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. Celebratory set. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you waiting until I declared. You were totally on the right track with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So when he went to France, he decided that you he were was... like, we want to dress up like this poor, ignorant peasant. Basically, he was like, I'm going to wear a fur hat in France because that's totally what they think of like an American like the frontier and like wilderness. Oh my God. So he did. His whole thing was like wearing fur hats. I love that. Like all around France. And people were like, that's kind of cool. That's so great. He was like the original Urban Outfitters. Yes. Like yes. And the ladies of France started this style called the coiffure à la Franklin. Or I guess they were also wearing French hats or maybe wigs made out of fur. <gasps> Or were they shaving the tops of their heads and then curling the sides? Exactly. Well, I guess he always kept his hat on, though, so people didn't know he was a little baldy on top. Did he always keep his hat on? In France, he did. Oh, okay. Sure. Feels hot. (laughs) Well, you're going to get to that question. Oh, okay. Mm. Speaking of France, he became an excellent archer while in Paris. Random. Archer in Paris? Mm Mm-hmm. Feels very random. Mm. False. Mm, any reasons? Absolutely none. Okay. The wine's getting to me. You're right. Oh my God. You're doing so well. It's amazing. This is like, I don't remember which episode it was, but there was another one where I knew like literally nothing about the person. And it's just up, like your gut was like, I yep. it. Yeah. He had nothing to do with archery. I was just trying to throw you off. He was an excellent swimmer. Oh. Which, random. He would love to swim in the Thames and in the sun. Uh, I know, which is gross. Uh, oh, swim, no. swim in the rivers and like bays and stuff in the U.S. How did he not die of typhus? I don't know. He made it until he was very old. Jeez, um, that's disgusting. He would sometimes swim nude. <laughs> sure, people loved that. Set in fashion I, trends. I just in the sun like totally like buttoning except for his little fur calf <laughs> people are like ooh la la ooh la la a de la Franklin <laughs> <laughs> he also invented a special kind of like paddle swim fins for your hands that were like wooden that you could attach to your hands but they would help you swim faster he was like the American Da Vinci I know who knew and he was posthumously inducted into the swimming hall of fame didn't even know that was a thing. Well, he's in it. And he's in it. He's in it. That's there you great. go. Suck on that, Michael Phelps. Well, he was known as the Michael Phelps of his time. Yeah, which was crazy. Because they were like, who's Michael Phelps? We're like, I don't you know. just wait and see. But he is the Michael Phelps of our time. Yep. In a few hundred years, this will make sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He loved corn. Who doesn't love corn? I love corn. Everyone loves corn. I'm going to say yes, because corn is ubiquitously loved yeah he loved corn it's true it's true celebratory stuff he loved grits he loved food with corn he loved something See, called I don't love grits okay well you have to put the right things on them 
If you put some cheese on them. Well, cheese makes everything better. Cheese, like some scallions, some hot sauce or jalapenos. If you put like some sauteed onions on them, excellent. What consistency do you like your grits to? Because Thick. Yeah. But not like So more solid. like polenta-ish. More like polenta-ish. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can not get behind watery. that. Yeah, I don't like that like soupy grits. No, I do like corn soup. Like a good corn chowder. Like a chowder? Yeah. Not a corn chowder kind of person either. Okay, we can't be friends. Get out of my house. <laughs> I'll see I'm the out. winner of this cross examination. <laughs> yeah, he he loved corn. He was like a big proponent of everybody should eat corn. It's great. It's awesome. Okay. He loved something called parched corn, just kind of like an early version of popcorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. He was also vegetarian for a little bit before he was like, really? "No, nah, meat's good. I'm gonna go electrify a turkey." I- <laughs> I love the the idea that he was vegetarian until he discovered electricity and was like, now I can zap animals. You know what? I'm going to zap a turkey. <laughs> they have it coming. That's going to be delicious. Yeah. All right. So he loved to paint, but only painted landscapes. He hated painting portraits. True or false? I'm going to say true because I also hate doing portraits, but I'm very good at landscapes. So you're just like saying you're the same me, you, same. Okay. Take a big drink. Shame on you. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, no. Take a drink out of shame. He never painted. I'd never heard of him painting, but I... I know. It seems like maybe he did. But, sure. Yeah. Didn't everyone? Right. He sat for a lot of portraits. There are a lot of portraits. Of him. There are a lot of portraits. And he didn't really like sitting for portraits after a while. He's he was like, like make me a landscape already. Right? Like, I know what my face looks like, guys. I know I'm gorgeous. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Me and my chins got to get out of here. I'm such a trendsetter. Me and my fur cap. <laughs> he invented a musical instrument that was beloved by Mozart and Beethoven. True or false? You know what? You're triggering a memory that I feel like he did actually invent a musical instrument, but I don't know if it was beloved by Beethoven and Mozart. Okay. I'm going to say. They hated it. <laughs> they, they might have. Or they might not have even known about it. Right. Like it might have just There's been no one way of those to tell. things. There's a lot this in here tricky. that could be true or false. This is tricky. Yeah. I'm going to say true just based on the fact that I do think that he invented musical instrument. Okay, pick up a drink. Celebratory step. Yes. What was it? It's called the Glass Harmonica. No H. Okay. Well, because that was one of the letters he wanted to leave out. Probably. No, he was cool with H's. Oh, so he was just making a stylistic choice here. Yeah. It was to mimic the sound of your finger on the wet glass. Mm. Ooh, like what are those it's instruments like the- called now where you use the movement of your hands? Theremin? Yeah, like a theremin. Yeah, but not spooky. Are theremin spooky? Oh, theremins are very spooky. Fact Checker loves theremins. That's, that tracks. Yeah. He's a spooky guy. Spooky, spooky. Yeah. No, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you want to interrupt Did me? I stutter? Yeah, Ben Franklin invented this, and Beethoven and Mozart loved it. But there is a conspiracy theory that maybe this is what killed Beethoven. Because the harmonica, yes, the glass harmonica, because there was lead in glass at the time. Oh, and people are like, well, maybe Beethoven died from like lead poisoning, which I don't, I don't think that's how he died. I think he just died. Well, also, it's hard it was, to say what people died of. It was very easy to die of lead. Poisoning during that time because they were eating off of pewter plates. Makeup had lead in it. Like, come on. People are just gobbling it up by the handful. Lead, 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 lead. Licking the walls. Right. 
I mean, who knows? But maybe he killed Beethoven. Maybe he did. Gotta get in the time machine and find out. Yep. Like, Beethoven, no, stop. Put it down. Put it down, Beethoven. Don't lick it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Got more music in you, Beethoven. Oh, but what if... Oh, but he was deaf, so he wouldn't have heard us. But he... Oh, we could have written it out. Wait, he spoke German, right? We couldn't have written it out. I've forgotten too much German. Try it. Couldn't write out nine. 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 Nine, Beethoven. Nine. All I know is das ist nicht gut, Beethoven. Nicht gut. Nine. I'm glad that you know that because all I know is das ist gut, ja. Nine. Das ist gut, ja. We just like have a little. He's like. What? Mixed messages here. He's like, okay, das ist gut. And das then he's like licking nein! it. Nein! <laughs> nein, schnell! He's okay. like, lick faster? I don't... <laughs> oh, we're just going to go back in time and confuse Beethoven? Honestly, it sounds fun. It does sound a little fun, doesn't it? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe we did go back in time. And we killed Beethoven. Oh, no, we killed him. Okay, Statute of limitations, though, so you guys can't come I mean, for us at this point. hundreds of years ago. We are not accountable no. for our future selves' actions in the past. That's exactly right. Yes. Doctor Who rules. So, yes. Who? Who? Rules. Next number. Final number. Oh. Oh. Well, you've already lost. Okay, it all hinges on this. Oh. <laughs> no, not Rachel rules. Rachel rules. I'm implementing it. Yeah, because you've only gotten two wrong, and I don't like this. <laughs> this is, by the way, dear <laughs> listeners, exactly how actual like board games and shit go, where That's Rachel realizes true. she's losing, and she's like, I'm going to go ahead and change the rules here. <laughs> I did try to do this at Trivia the other night, and I was out with some friends, because we were not doing great, but we weren't terrible. Okay. And we got to the final question. And I heard the trivia person say over the speakers, like, oh, you can wager all your points. I was like, yes, we're going to wager all of our points because I knew the answer. I was so confident and I knew the answer. And then my friend only put down 15 points. And I was like yelling at her. I was like, why did you do that? I said, put down all the points. And she was like, no, she said the max you could put down was 15. <laughs> I was like. Okay, well, but fine Rachel then. Rules. Well, fine, but if we were able to put on all of them, we would have won. Well, I told you that's why we needed you at the Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter trivia that we went right. to for my friend's fortieth, right? Because I did not understand the betting rules, and we could have put down like basically as much as we wanted. See, and it's I'm justified. a very yeah, and so I didn't. Not only did I not understand the rules, mm. but I also. I'm a very cautious better. Mm. I have a, a lot of false confidence. Mm. And after a couple of drinks, I'm like, bet it all, which I don't think is good for me. So we should not go to Vegas. I was going to say I would lose everything. I own. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I forget that points aren't money. So, yes, I'm not actually losing anything by betting all of my points. Right. Versus in Vegas, you'd be like all the money. It's not real. Money or points. Then I'd be like, oh no, what have I done? Then we just flee. They can't take it, right? There's they don't have security. They can't take it if it doesn't exist. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I bet a million dollars. What are you gonna get that for me? Good luck. Good luck. I'm a hit podcaster with no money to That's my name. Right. And I don't need my knees. No, you can push me around. 
That's what you're here yeah. for. Yeah, thank you. God knows your kidney's not worth anything at this point. I mean, no, probably not. This is not a kidney-friendly podcast. <laughs> this is not a kidney-friendly. You put some earmuffs and earplugs on your kidneys, please. <laughs> All right, final number. It's all or nothing. Okay. That doesn't seem fair, but okay. When has this ever been fair? <laughs> <laughs> like a real courtroom. This is not fair so far. I'm sipping some of my middle, mineral water. Your what this. water? My mineral water. My mineral water. Mineral water. will. All right. Benjamin Franklin was at the... S- mm. <laughs> okay, but that's a cute drag king name, Benjamin Franklin. I kind of love it, don't you? I do. <gasps> they can have the cutest, like, little wig and bald cap on mm-hmm. and, like, little pantaloons with the high stockings and, like, buckle shoes. Oh, my gosh. And read people for filth. Yes. <sighs> you just got Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> All right, we're trademarking this, but you can buy it from us for a million dollars. You totally can. Or points. We don't know the difference. Or points. You know, Chuck E. Cheese tickets. I mean, I would take it. We get some cool prizes at Chuck E. Cheese. We could get so many sticky hands. Oh my gosh, when's the last time you had a sticky hand? It's been a while. Right? It's been too long, honestly. Honestly. We would be menaces with sticky hands also. We should do some, like... Corporate team building exercises by going to a putt putt range. Yeah, so that we can get some sticky hands. Yes, we should. Absolutely. Let's go. Forget this. (laughs) All right, we're We're done. done. Benjamin Franklin. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. True or false? (laughs) No, no. True. True. I gotcha. Benjamin Franklin was at the center of a censorship controversy. True or false? It all hinges on this, Stiffer. Well, technically it's true because of what you said earlier about him. And the farts? No. Okay. <laughs> With his brother being jailed and him like standing up for his brother. That was his brother at the center of that. Not him. No, but he like stood up for him. He ran the newspaper while his brother was gone. I'm going to say true. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Fine, you won. <laughs> Cheers, me. Okay. Yeah, true. So the fart letter was a little bit of an issue for him. You're like, that's indecent. Ha! But he had another letter that was worse. He wrote a letter to a friend, to a friend, which was kind of more for publication. Mm-hmm. But it was called Advice to a Friend on Choosing a Mistress. Is this the one where he talks about old women? Yes. Yes. I love this so fucking much. So he wrote this in 1745. And he was writing a letter to a friend, a young man. But it was really like him just kind of giving some like dirty sex advice. I've also heard rumors that it was to his illegitimate son. It could have been because his son was a a whore dog who had illegitimate kids as well. Well, not with old women. No. Well, that was part of the reasons Ben Franklin said they were good. So in his letter, he's like, look, we know you're a man and you, you have urges, so you should get married. But I don't think you're going to get married. So you need to choose a mistress. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think you should choose an old woman because there are many advantages to older ladies. And he listed out like eight different reasons. So as an older woman. Thank what you. Is- yeah. What would you say? I know. Cheers me. 
Thank you. I got gotcha. you. Zing you. Zing thing. As an older woman, go ahead. What would I say? Yeah. What would you say? What are some of the advantages of okay. being with someone at your advanced age? My advanced age of late 30s? Of 39? Mm-hmm. My old decrepit. I mean, basically, you'd be old and decrepit back then. I mean, I would have been, like, yesterday's news for sure. Either that or you're on your way to your, like, 11th child. Oh, my God. I'd rather die. That's too many kids. I probably would have. Childbirth. You know how many kids is too many kids? More than you can count on your hands. That's a good rule of thumb. Yes. I was going to say one. Okay. That's also fair. See, I think if you're in a partnership, I don't think you should have more kids than can outnumber the adults. Mm. So like two max. Two? Unless you have like an, an older grandparent or relative who also lives in your home, then you can yeah, add But they're going to die. Well, not if they're an old spinster like me. They can be there. They might stick sure. around for a while. Then you can add a third. But like, I don't think kids should outnumber adults in the home. Now, obviously, this does not apply to fur babies. You can have oh, as many dogs not. as you want. Well, don't tell that to boyfriend. We have a strict limit. Oh, really? Yeah. Two is my limit. Mm. He would like to add a fur baby. But what if he is with, with fur baby? I was thinking the cute little maternity photos. <laughs> His boyfriend is like holding a puppy to his like his bare belly and like a flowy. See, a flowy now you want to do it. Now I kind of want to do it. Okay, <laughs> you convinced me. Yeah, you up to this. <laughs> you would totally do that too. I was like, look, we'll get a puppy, but you have to do this for me. He'd be like, done, done, done. <laughs> I will also do that. Well, I mean, I'm not stopping you. Tell a fact checker. Well, you and fact checker can get as many puppies as you two want. Well, fact checker says one puppy is enough. That's where he's wrong. That is where he's wrong. Right? Especially because we found the sister of my I puppy. Oh, I know. We should have gotten her. What if we just came and we're like, oops. Also, there puppy. wasn't any phone number on that piece of paper. Were they just bragging? I don't know. Were they like, just look at my cute puppy? I think they might have been. I mean, wouldn't you do that? If you had um, access to a color printer? Yeah, you would do yeah. that. Yeah, so one of Ben Frank, okay, let's get back to the letter to the yes. older lady. Yes, 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 yes. So some of the advantages, he was like, they're better at conversation, <laughs> which true. Smarter, no more, have more experience. Right? He's like, not some dumb 15 year old. I know. He's like, they know what they're doing. Again, the experience thing. He's like, less, less of a chance that they'll get pregnant and you'll have an illegitimate kid, which he knew from experience that could happen. Also, a valid point. And he made this delightful analogy oh no of you know you're you you see a cat and you're petting a cat and in the dark all cats are just gray cats women are the same and the dark all women are just women doesn't really matter you don't need to worry if she's old and is wrinkly how do you feel about that on the one hand it's really kind of funny the way he wrote it on the other hand how dare you ben franklin you don't think that all pussies are the same in the dark? No, Topher. That's I knew you would go there, you filthy man. <laughs> what would you say the advantages are? Take an older mistress. Taking an older mistress. I, I agree with most of those. I mean, yeah. the conversation's going to be better. Yeah. They're more established in life. Yeah. They might be wealthy. There's that, too. Like a wealthy a widow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Fact Checker was recently working at For a... For a wealthy widow? No, almost. 
he was working a wedding mm. and it was a gay wedding in which it was like a 23 year old and his like late 40s, early 50s lawyer sugar daddy. So there were lots of like older men there mm. and he was getting hit on left and right. How do you feel about that? If he's you getting a jealous paid, person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it depends on what's involved. Okay. First of all, I am a jealous person. Yes. So it does depend on what's involved. But also, I'm a broke bitch, and I like baubles <laughs> and gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Right. I like who's it's and what's it galore. What if he just brought a bunch of thingamabobs home for you? I've got 20, but who cares? No big deal. I want more. Right? <laughs> no. So Fact Checker has this thing that he says, and I'm not really sure how much he's kidding or not, mm. where he's like, as long as I can watch. And I'm like, you would pimp me out as long as you can watch. And he's like, yeah. Okay. Is it the watching that he wants to do? Or is it the fact that he would get something in re- like some financial. I think I speak for both of us when I say, why not both? Okay. But it, there has to be financial compensation on the oh, table, right? Yeah. It's not just like the no. voyeurism. No. He's not into, like, cuckolding. Like, that's not his thing. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. We've never put this to the test. Well. We're learning a lot about Fact Checker right now, and he's we... not here to defend himself. <laughs> because he's being so sweet and doing me a favor right now. <laughs> While we trash his reputation. Oh, no. Poor Fact Checker. The internet's going to have a field day with this. Oh, God. I mean, what's, what's the financial, like, what number are you going to put on this? Mmm. Okay, for two scenarios, one for you, how much money would somebody need to pay you to be with them versus how much money would somebody somebody need to pay for them to be with Fact Checker? Like, is there a difference in numbers? So I would want Fact Checker to be there. Okay. With me. Okay. I would say a really generous day where there's like a shopping spree. Okay. A nice dinner. And, and you're then, doing this thing and then these a thousand dollar with this cash person? tip. Yeah. I don't want to spend the day with a person. Even if they're like buying you things? No, just give me your money and I'll go and have a fun day. Oh, no. I get off on that kind of thing. Okay. You want to spend their money and have them see you spend their money? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Okay. Gotcha. okay. Yeah. All right. Learn something about you. Okay. Yeah. I want to be. <laughs> Where the people are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about your stomach? My stomach is hungry. Okay. You know that I don't eat before we start drinking so that I can I give know. the people what they want. <laughs> Good quality comedy. <laughs> and heartfelt conversations yes. about the limits of one's <laughs> sexual proclivities with right. other people it's outside real, of their relationship. It's a real, like, ethical conversation we're having exactly. here. Exactly. About, like, relationships and finances and, and how they intersect. Mm-hmm. And... Monogamy. And monogamy and how we commoditize our physicality and intimacy. Exactly. Those words. So who's relevatory and talking about intimacy now, Me, Rachel? five points. <laughs> I win. I win the cross-examination. I burned you. All right. What else do you want to know about Ben Franklin? Mm. So we talked about he was the ambassador to France. I knew that. Yeah, he's ambassador to France. He also lived in London. He invented a ton of shit. He started a bunch of stuff, too. Started a bunch of shit? Yeah. You know what? 
Don't drama. start no shit. There won't be no shit. Well, he started it. What's some and of the drama that he started it? Started. He started it. <laughs> hey, read that label real quick. Oh my god! It says this wine is extra giggly. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! How crazy! How crazy! He started the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, you Penn? Yes. Isn't that like an Ivy? It is an Ivy League. I took a class from there. Did you? Oh, my to God. Uh, yeah, I did. I took an anthropology class, and my professor's name was Dr. Mann. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's great. I know. I was like, that's hilarious. I don't think he was amused. Well, he chose that field. He chose that name. <gasps> he changed his name mm. to match the field. No. He also started the first hospital in the colonies, mm. the Pennsylvania Hospital, which is still in operation today. He started a fire company. Like putting things on fire? Yeah. He's like, let's light this up. He's a pyromaniac. Famous pyromaniac. Well, I mean, with the electricity. Ben Franklin was really into the fire. You mean like a like a fire department? Yes. Brigade. Yeah. He's like, you know what? A lot of our houses are very flammable. That's not cool. That's not, not cool. Let's, not cool, guys. Let's organize something so, like, if there is a fire, it doesn't burn everything down. And actually, Judge Rachel does a really good impersonation of the very first Benjamin Franklin fire truck siren, which was famously modeled after the turkey gobble. Gobble, gobble! It's a fire! <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Colonial um, turkeys also spoke English. Well, they lost the ability over the years. Right. Right. When they weren't chosen as the national bird, they're like, well, fuck you then. I don't know why it's a little Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Goes to Washington. <laughs> the eagle's not better than me. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. He, he started the Philosophical Society of Philadelphia. Nice. He started the first library, basically, in Philadelphia. He was like, hey, I like reading books. Hey, friends, you like books, too, but aren't they expensive? Which at the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what if we just put our money together and we just bought books and then we just let each other read the books that we bought? Can we also talk about how gay the name of Philadelphia is? The the, the sisterly Also gay. Also, yeah. Yeah, the city of brotherly love. That's, gay as fuck. That's fraternal love, Topher. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. You have a brother. Yeah. Does that make you gay? Oh. <laughs> Topher. Don't be a turkey right now. Be a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> he basically reorganized the post office. He was the first postmaster general, as we know. Oh, I did not know. Well, I probably knew that at some you point, f- but I forgot. forgot. Yeah, you yeah. forgot with all the turkey talk. <laughs> all the turkey... Okay, also... Also. That's a good name for a podcast. podcast. Turkey talk. It sounds like straight talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Very Dolly Parton. Yeah. Get out of here with that turkey talk. <laughs> he was like, you know what? It's good to good to be an American. Let's, let's help out. That's part of, like, why he founded all these things. It's like, he really believed in this life of, like, public service. Because he was proud to be an American, where at least he knows he's free. Well, not until the revolution. And he won't forget the men who died. Who gave that right to me. And, and me he'll only. proudly stand up. 
I loved that song when I was a child. Did you really? I really did. I don't know where that came from. Oh my god! Because my parents were not into it, and it like gets under my skin and just like crawls, and I'm just like, you know how I feel about like overly. I know. In fairness, I was like five, so whatever. I also really loved Slim Jims as a child, so I don't. I had a whole. I did other too, persona. Though. I know they were good, weren't they? I got so I'm off Slim Jims now. Oh, okay. You finally quit. You what? went cold turkey. My. <laughs> <laughs> My mom bought me a box of Slim Jims, and I ate the entire thing. Why would a parent do that? That's because so I was in no, I was, I was in college. Oh, okay, I was in college, and you're like I cannot pace myself. It was like twenty four Slim Jims. That's a lot of, Slim and I Jims ate them her. in one three hour long class. <laughs> what were the other people in class thinking? This guy, you know, like shotgun that's a Slim great Jim. <laughs> That's a great question that I've never thought about, like, what that looked like to other people. Okay. So I'm just over there, like, unwrapping and just, like. Okay, so how long is three hours and minutes? It's like an hour. It's 180 and 80 minutes. minutes. So you were eating a Slim Jim every two minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. You were eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. It's a lot of Slim Jims, too. It was a lot of Slim Jims, and I have not had a Slim Jim since. Because you exceeded your lifetime amount of Slim Jims. And one, three. I'm serious. Like the other people were like, what is that dude's issue? How many Slim Jims does he have with? Honestly, if that had happened today, I would have probably gone viral. Like somebody you would have. Been filming me. You would have been like the Slim Jim guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Missed up. Time machine. Let's go. Time machine. Let's go. Let's take our cell phones. To when you're yep. in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this will make sense in, like, in the 15 1780s. years. <laughs> yes, that's because you're old. Yeah, so he was, like, big into, like, public life, like, making things better, which is, like, a lot of what he did with, like, University of Pennsylvania, the hospital, the Philosophical Society, the library. You okay there? Yep. Okay. We good. Yeah? I think that was, like, very much what he believed in was, like, this life of, like, improvement and, like, service, which is kind of, like, an American kind of quality of, like, you're always making progress and, like, getting better and da-da-da-da-da and hard work. Mm-hmm. But he kind of extended that to, like, his pup, like, his life in public as well. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think that carried over to his passion for American people to be free from England. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot where that sentence was going, but like, I got such there. As. <laughs> such as. So, but there's mm. some drama. Oh, okay. You remember his illegitimate son, Bill? Yes. William was the last royally appointed governor of New Jersey in the 1760s. Oh, look at him. But William was like royalty all the way, King George forever. All the way. And Ben was like, nah, son, America. Well, it was like, nah, no, dad. Not the boss of me, dad. No cap. No cap, dad. His son ended up getting thrown in jail during the revolution. Oh. They're like, you're a dirty royalist. We don't like you. He's like, but the king be bussin. And they're like, cap, that's cap. <laughs> we're so good at are we do- Are we doing good? Yeah, we're doing so good at <laughs> Not cringy at all. No, not even a little bit. So he and his son, like, never really reconciled. And then after the revolution, his son was like, I'm going to England. Goodbye. And left and, like, lived there and died. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, kids will rebel against their parents. See? It's true. It's true. What were you going to say earlier? Oh, I was going to just mention the freedom of press. Oh, yeah. Freedom of speech kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And ask you, like, about what your opinion is about limits on that. Like, what is... Yes. You know? For me, unlimited. Unlimited? For me. (laughs) For you personally. Yes. Completely. You should be able to say whatever you want. It says, Judge Rachel can do no wrong. Right, 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 right. She's a sweet, sweet angel from heaven. Yes. She can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, there will be consequences. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my thing is I think that nowadays yeah. we have lost sight of what that was originally supposed to mean. Yes. And it's, now it's freedom of speech without Con- consequence. Yes. And it's like, so- no, I can... My favorite is, well, that's just my opinion and it's my okay. right to have my opinion. And I'm like, that's fine. Sure. But your but opinion is still bigoted. Right. See, that's the thing is like, yeah, you hear a lot of dumb people use freedom of speech to justify hateful things. And it's like, yes, you may have a legal right to express that. It does not mean that organizations have to provide you a platform mm-hmm. to say and do those things. So it doesn't you, mean that I can't call you out. Right. So if you are like violating the terms of service on like a social media website, they do not have to let you stay on there to continue to say those things. And also, like you said, it doesn't mean that other people can't call you out on hateful things mm-hmm. or that you can't face repercussions in your life for saying hurtful and hateful things. Like people who were going online and saying, you know, awful, racist, bigoted things. And then somebody's like, that's bad. I'm going to contact your employer and be like, you have this terrible person working for you. And you get fired because you said awful, horrible things. That's a consequence. It is. Freedom of speech. It's not doxing. It's it's not, not. It's not. Yeah. Right. Freedom of speech really just means the government won't persecute you legally and like a criminal or like really more criminal, not really civilly in a criminal way for saying certain things that the government would not like you to say. So one of the most recent examples that I've encountered of this Mm -hmm. is with Dylan Mulvaney Mm -hmm. and the Bud Light, Mm -hmm. I say in quotes, air quotes, controversy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a controversy, but it's such a stupid controversy. Right. And so a friend of my cousin's, Mm -hmm. Recently posted something or commented on my cousin talking Mm -hmm. about this, which my cousin was taking the exact right stance Mm -hmm. about this. It was, you know, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. Right. And they were like saying, you know, I think that everybody should have the right to live how they want to live. Be happy. I just don't want to see it while I'm getting drunk. I don't want to have this shoved down my my throat. And I'm like, and so I responded by being like, I'm so sorry that representation from my community is impeding you in your happiness. That must be really hard for you. And it turned into this whole thing where he's like, I'm not a bigot. You're a bigot for calling me a bigot and and shit like that, where it's Mm. like, no, that's not how any of this works. Representation is part of freedom of 
expression and freedom of the press. Right. And it's something that you have had your entire life while I've had to live in right. your community and see this. Right. And now all of a sudden when the tables are turned and you have to see me, it's an issue for you. And so that is, you're not a live and let live. No, you're kind not. Of person. You want to live the way that makes you feel comfortable. Exactly. And you want others to do that as and well. And that's internalized queer phobia. Yes. Yes. And you're expressing oppression. Right. When you yes, say that absolutely. you don't want to see yeah. that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So a couple of things I would say to this is one, Bud Light is a corporation. They know that popular opinion is on the side of being supportive of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Do I feel like they're being heroes right now? Real mm. American heroes. You know those Bud Light commercials? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't feel like they're being no. heroes, so I, but I am, said, I am happy for the representation. Yeah, the representation is excellent and fantastic. Let's also be aware, too, that like they're doing it for financial reasons. 100%. And for good publicity on their 100%. part. 100%. They're not doing it because they truly care about the queer community. No. They don't. They're doing it for money. That being said, representation matters, and it's excellent that they have a trans woman Doing it's not even like a big spokesperson deal. It's like a little one-off kind of thing, yeah, basically. Limited edition. Yeah. Like the third point, if you don't like something a company is putting out there or something that they're part of, okay. Burp it out. <laughs> I hate bigotry. Burp it out. Tyler. I hate bigotry. You don't have to be a part of it. Are you doing tequila shots? Yep. Don't <laughs> worry about it. I spilled a little bit of wine on my hand with my gesticulating. Like, you don't have to be a part of it. Right. Also, if you choose not to be a part of it and you choose to speak against it, quote unquote, other people can call you out for your reasoning. Mm -hmm. If it's bad reasoning, in which case this is. Mm -hmm. Nobody is shoving anything down somebody's throat by having a trans woman sell their product. Also, one of the things that this person said was, I don't need to know what goes on in someone's bedroom you don't know anymore. what goes on in dylan's bedroom exactly you don't that's my thing is being trans is not a sexuality right that's that has you have no idea what goes on in dylan's bedroom right you however as somebody who posts on facebook that you are married to a cishet woman right are telling me what goes on in your bedroom what's the difference what's there? the difference it's just one thing I'm comfortable with, with versus one thing I'm not comfortable Exactly. With. And that's what I ended up telling this person right. was you may not realize it or mean it, right. but your rhetoric is incredibly ignorant right. and bigoted. And I, I told them straight up, you can learn, you can choose right now to learn and grow yeah. from an actual queer trans person that you're having a real time conversation with in right. this moment. Right. Or you can double down on and the ignorance. Down. Yeah. And that's your choice. Yeah. And. You know what? It would just be better if they're like, I'm not comfortable with this and I don't like it. So I'm going to not buy Bud Light. Yeah. And just I don't like Just be honest like about your feelings. Yeah. Just be honest and be like, this is beyond what I want to yeah. do and how I want to think. So I'm just disengaging. <laughs> then like trying to argue that you're somehow open minded and that it's really the. 
other side that's discriminating against you. Like, that's not what that is. It's not. Come on. You're just not used to ever having accountability intelligently enacted upon you for your actions. Yeah, there's some quote. And I don't know who it is at this point because I'm drunk. But basically, the heart of it is, is that people who come from a place of privilege, when they see somebody else getting rights, it feels like oppression to Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Because they're not used to being in a position where they're not the center of the conversation. The world isn't catered toward them all the time. And so seeing anything where it's like a slight difference is really upsetting. Yeah. It's something along the lines of like people who have grown up in a system of privilege when they're faced with accountability, it feels like oppression or something like yeah, that. So something yeah. Along those lines I, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. And yeah. we're, we're both, we're you both know, at the end of the wine bottle at this yeah. point. So, you know, it's what it is. But yeah, I think that's really the heart of it is just not to be like recognized, like that's beyond what I like or I'm willing to understand. So I'm not going to, just not going to engage with it. And I do get that you don't know what you don't know. Sure. And, I'm willing and to we give all have, we all have limitations. And we've all had moments too where I'm sure we've said stupid things or said things out of ignorance. Absolutely. You know. But when you're in a situation in which you're having a conversation with somebody from that community, right. I think it's so important to sit down, listen, shut up, and listen. Listen. Just listen. Yeah. yeah. And I even had somebody once tell me, Well, but you're not doing that to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I grew up. In a cis heteronormative right. society, I there's nothing that you can educate me about because I grew up having to right. mimic like and be a part of this. The world is catered toward you. I know what that is. Right. In order to survive and thrive, I've had to right. learn everything about you and how you work. Right. You need to sit down and listen to that message. Right. And that's different than saying like, well, you know, I'm a straight cis guy and maybe you don't know what that is like. Because like, yeah, they're all experienced that we don't know what things are like because we haven't lived them. Yeah, we don't directly know what they are. But that's different than saying like, you're oppressing me by not listening. Well, that's just, yeah. you know, you're whining. You're being a baby. Shut yeah. up. So. Well, another quote that I really enjoy and I don't remember who said it, but ben frankly, it, <laughs> it might have been. Who knows? But it brings it back to Benjamin Franklin, okay. where they were talking about how basically in a situation of revolution, mm-hmm. it's only a revolution if you win. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just a domestic terrorist. And yeah, I think about that. I think yeah. about that a lot in terms of our American history. Yeah, absolutely. Like if the colonies had lost the revolution, how differently... That would have been told and how differently we would view somebody like Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Where we wouldn't think of him as like this Renaissance man who, you know, had this, you know, stuff with like science and philosophy and politics. And he was involved in all these major things and what an impact he had Mm -hmm. on the founding of our country. We'd be like, what a terrible traitor he was. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It is. I mean, that it is interesting. I've always wondered, too, like how the American Revolution was taught in the UK. Mm, like that perspective really on things, you know, because I know as a kid, like the Civil War, for instance, coming from California. The what war? The Civil War. You mean the War of Northern Aggression? Right. 
coming from California to Georgia, it was, and I was very young, like early elementary school when I moved. So I hadn't gotten like real deep into history at the time, but I knew of the civil war. And then like being in Georgia, learning about the civil war, be like, it was about states rights and da, 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 da. And I think I came home one day and was like, yeah, but today we learned this. And my mom was like, okay, states rights to do what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> to do That's what? the thing that nobody ever asks <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, not states rights to like have picnics on Friday afternoons at 3 p.m. Yeah, I want to like, I want to carry a ice cream sandwich in my back pocket right, on like, a Sunday. Slavery, that was the heart of the issue. Yeah. It's like just seeing how differently history is presented to us in different things. Mm-hmm. So one last thing about Ben Franklin. Okay. We talked about like he's a little bit of a philanderer. We talked about mm. kind of his, his unpleasant parts. And also, he was one of the founding fathers who, like most of the founding fathers, enslaved people. He had a change of heart. Oh. And became like one of the first like people really advocating for abolition wow across like all of the new country in like the 1780s okay which i'm like okay but also you waited till you were very old to kind of have this change of mind well did he wait or did he grow i don't i don't know i I don't i don't know i don't know i don't think that you should ever put like an expiration date on people being able to grow and change you know that's very well said i appreciate that thought yeah the cynical part of me is also like well isn't it convenient for you that you had the benefit your whole life of exploiting other people and then at the end you're like oh i changed my mind honestly it's not that convenient because that's when he would need his slaves the most he can't do as well for himself but he's also like very well established he had money like he had all the things that an old privileged guy at the time would have had I would like to think that he was actually one of the old people who was, rather than being stuck and set in his ways, was growing with the times. Okay, we can we can give him that. And I mean, the fact that he was outspoken and he he did want slavery to be abolished. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even just for him. It was no, it for wasn't just for him. Everyone. No, like he he freed the people that he had enslaved or were passed out. I don't know the, the details specifically of how that was with him and his personal life. So it wasn't just for him personally, but he was advocating it for everybody in the newly formed America. I mean, I think that's pretty significant, especially at that time. This is we're talking like nearly 100 years before the Civil War. Mm hmm. And this was a good 80 years before. Yeah, that's I mean, that's pretty. And he did better than a lot of the other founding fathers, too. He did better than a lot better than. Jefferson, he did better than Washington. Yeah, he wasn't wearing his slaves' teeth. Oof, I know. Horrific, horrific, horrific things. Yeah. So, like, on the one hand, I'm like, he clearly benefited from exploiting people and denying them freedom. Mm-hmm. He did have a change of heart, and he was outspoken about it. I don't know how remorseful he personally was. I don't know. I'm sure you could find that in some of his writings or his autobiography. Yeah. But, but the, even the fact that he was outspoken and didn't just do it quietly, right. I think, that, that says, says something. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That, that, that is something. And I, I do like how you said there shouldn't be an expiration on personal growth. Like, that should be true for all of us. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like, well, you're old now. Can't change. Yeah, that's one of the things I really appreciate about Fact Checkers' parents because mm-hmm. they're older. Yeah. And, I mean, they've always been progressive, but 
I can see them struggling with some of the things that are happening now. Sure. Because it's difficult to absorb all of that information. Yes. But they try. And and I think that that's really important rather than just digging your heels in the sand and saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you ready to deliver verdicts? Okay. Should we go for the wine first? Okay. Mistrial. On the wine? Yes. I like it, but the price point, I think, is too expensive. I agree with you. I yeah. think that for what it is, it's perfectly delightful. I would pay $15 for this. I was going to say, if this were a $15 bottle of wine, I would have been like, not guilty. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. But just because it's a little, it's not expensive, but it's on the pricier side. Of if I'm going to pay close to $30 for a bottle of wine. It needs to do a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. Okay. All right. Take a little sip. Think about it. All right, on Ben Franklin. You lead the way. Mistrial. Mistrial. We had to do a mistrial again. Yeah. I think that there were a lot of problematic things. Mm-hmm. A lot of problematic things. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. there are a lot of really important, redeemable things. And there are things that, like, we as a society would not have were it not for Ben Franklin. Even That's true. Voting for freedom of the press and like really pushing for things like that yeah he did advocate for you know freedom of speech in the press he was a big proponent of education Mm. and learning new things which was really progressive when you think about the fact that he was born not even 15 years after the salem with Childs. right kind of that's kind of insane if you think about it like that yeah but in his personal life he had a lot of shortcomings. A lot of shortcomings. Yeah. So important. he had a complicated personal legacy, but he did a but lot of essential public life yeah. that impacted who we are as a society today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a very interesting and controversial episode. I know. I, I wasn't expecting it to have so many twists and turns. I know. Especially after my little giggles. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys would like to reach out to us and ask us any questions about what we talked about today or really anything. just anything else in yeah, general, why? go for it. You can always reach us at True Crimes Against Wine at TikTok as well as Gmail, Instagram and Facebook. And please give us a like and subscribe. That's, oh, the that's word. how we do that. And a review that really helps <laughs> us out and tell people about us if you like our podcast. That's right. We enjoy you guys listening to us and we enjoy all of your feedback. We've gotten some really good stuff in the past. So yes. And if you ever have a question for a sidebar mm-hmm. episode, send us that too. And we'll send you some swag. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, cheers. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.